0: Did you know that Mike Myers has the same name as Michael Myers, the, the Halloween killer, and Mike Myers, the comedian?
1: I never really thought of it, so you just put that in my head. Now I'm going to be thinking it. I, I
0: think of weird things
1: like that. So so if, yeah. if the two of them were like, kind of like having fun together, Mike Myers could be walking out, Michael, in his huge, tall creepiness with his knife and his mask. And Mike Myers can tell him a joke. Well, no, I was going to just say. And then Mike, Michael Myers, just then burst out and does one of those um, skits from, uh, what was it? The,
0: ah. So, oh, oh, you're talking about um, Wayne's World. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is getting kind of weird. How about trucking? Trucking. Trucking. Uh, let's uh, hit the sponsors right Today's uh, podcast is brought to you by Wise. Dot com. That's D-R-I-V-E-W-Y-Z-E. And if you are looking to get an uh, app on your phone instead of a transponder in your truck, a machine versus an app, all you got to do is go to drivewise.com and download it today. And you could be bypassing the scales in the blink of an eye. And we've got some really cool fan letters about DriveWise mm-hmm. uh, uh, this week and saying how they really love it and their companies use it so if you're an owner-operator or anybody that's independent, download it. If you're a company that hasn't really tried it, go to DriveWise. That's D R I V E W Y Z E dot com. Tell them Toxie saying download it. It's free. Um, Carter Lumber also were brought to you, Ruthann. Carter Lumber has over 160 locations east of the Mississippi, and they are looking for Class A and Class B drivers to run local home every day. You can go to uh, carterlumber.com forward slash talk CDL and fill out their little short uh, application form. That's carterlumber.com forward slash TalkCDL for a local job today. And one more sponsor with J.J. Keller. JJ Keller's the trucker secretary. The trucker secretary. If you're mm-hmm. looking, and this is the truth if you're a company that that is maybe short or understaffed right now, it's it's hard times hiring people, and you are looking for a little extra help keeping yourself organized for paperwork, call Keller at 888 Tell him that we call him the trucker secretary and tell him Talk CDL sent you. That's 888 6012017. then today on the podcast. Lay it on me. Uh, laid on yeah. Mm-hmm. well you know it's just a couple things going on in the industry and I will tell you the hot topic of the week is the cost of fuel and companies are laying off it's 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 been uh it's been really tough but what I'd really like to talk about more than anything not just the the cost of fuel mm-hmm. but I'd really like to talk about the lease purchase drivers and the independent owner operators versus you know like the big companies you know obviously they can um, go to Camion's break-even calculator if they want to and, and download that. that that'll that help them. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the a couple things I wanted to point out to a lot of these drivers, and and what's happening right now in the last, say, four to five weeks, and, and I can give, what's today's date? May 20th. Mm-hmm. And in the last, say, four or five weeks, fuel has gone to record-breaking levels. It's mm-hmm. gone to the point where it is hard for a truck driver to really get a lot of gravy at the end of the week. They're still profiting, but here's the problem. Are you ready for it? I am. I'm I'm waiting for you to tell me. Well, most of these guys that are feeling it harder are the drivers that are on the spot market. And that means, I was going to say, what does that mean? Well, the spot market is they're out in what I call broker land. That's where they're getting their freight. They're not, contracted they're just getting free from brokers of course we all know brokers reputations they're going to keep what they can they're going to keep you broke
1: <laughs> sorry
0: right well i'm just saying but <laughs> brokers will keep you broke. just
1: it came out i don't necessarily believe it but they do it just came out <laughs>
0: that's why you're on the show just to throw me off and keep it light <laughs> but but no seriously um the spot market, and this is what a lot of people don't realize, the cost of fuel is through the roof. Mm-hmm. No, mean, they
1: it, realize that.
0: It's, over, it's well over 1000 bucks to fill most drivers up if you're, when you, if you're filling up from empty. And right now I think the average truck driver is probably well over $2,000 a week in fuel costs, two to $2,500, depending on what you're getting for fuel. Um, but the problem that goes with it is the rates have gone down. I watch the rates all day long. Um, just literally four or five weeks ago, uh, dry van freight was like three bucks, three oh five, a mile. Right now, as of yesterday, I believe I think it was at two forty seven. Now, if you think about it, that's fifty to sixty cents a mile. They lost at the same time, the fuels going up. So the cost of of running rigs right now have has gone up, and the cost for hiring or the cost for hauling is going down in the dry market and the and by the way dry van is the obviously the largest you know uh the largest type of trucking there is you got dry van and reefer that's the two big ones and then you got flatbed they're the three main and then tank and then you've got pneumatic tank and then you've got specialized ltl and then heavy haul and all the other stuff that comes with it but the most common trailer is the drive-in, just a regular 53-foot drive-in. Most of our commodities are, are dry. So I think what happened was this is the perfect storm. And I, I could be wrong, which probably ain't going to happen, but here's really what, what I, I believe. You had a perfect storm. You had the cost of fuel go through the roof. Then you had, prior to that, it, right around the first of the year, the stimulus checks stopped at the end of last year. Drivers were hanging on, but a lot of them have come back into the market, which creates more drivers, which makes also the cost of freight go down when you don't have to wait when, when you're not that desperate to get trucks to haul it. When the pandemic was going on, these guys were they weren't even getting DOT'd most of the time. They were just running. They were letting them run without rules a lot of times because there was such a bad shortage of workers in the industry as a whole, not just truckers. So what happened is a lot of these guys come back in. Now at one time, and this is just an example. At one time you might've had say a load coming out of somewhere and there was you know, let's just say out of one customer, there might've been 10 loads coming out, but only eight trucks available. Mm -hmm. So they were paying, they were paying more than they really had that. Well, they were paying more because they had to. Mm -hmm. And so, and that was going on, not just out of one shipper, that's going on all across the country. Then all of a sudden you get this flood of drivers coming back into the industry. Mm -hmm. And now you have the 10 loads and you might have, 11 drivers, or you might have 10, 10 drivers available. So it kind of brought the rates down, but then something else happened. Dun, dun, dun. The spring came.
1: So you got more drivers that want to drive because.
0: All your, all your scaredy
1: drivers. Mm -hmm. And
0: I I, I can say that because I'm a driver. All your scaredy drivers that stop driving in the winter because they're afraid of the snow. Mm -hmm. They also come back into the market. Every year. So you had the perfect storm. You had the, the influx of drivers that were sitting on, on, should I say, sitting on their ass for two years. You had a bunch of those guys. And then you had um, the guys that are afraid of the snow. They came back in, and now everybody's running hot and heavy. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it, you mix that with a shortage, the supply and demand, where you have a lot of things that are behind on production. Mm-hmm. You mix that all together, and you have high price of fuel. And you have rates going down, mm-hmm. and that is exactly what's happening right now. And I know a lot of drivers because I talked to a bunch of them. They're like, "Oh yeah, I'm because the market, the market just switched. It flipped upside down in the last four weeks. Mm-hmm. I'm not kidding you. And what happened is I've been talking to drivers, and they're telling me, well, they're quitting their company. They're leaving their company. Why? Because because they're literally not making." You know, some of these guys were doing four and five thousand dollar paychecks and now they're down to like under two thousand dollars. And that's a huge difference in pay, would you not agree?
1: I would agree. And the problem is is that's what it was before the big hike and you had the drivers that stuck through it all and didn't sit down, they went and they, they worked, they weren't, you know, sitting around. So those drivers stayed with it all and they got those big paychecks. And the ones, other ones just sat at home getting the other because they didn't want to go to work. Well, the problem is, is the ones that, that stuck by it that got the high amount, now they want to switch. But you don't want to switch any of your jobs, first of all, especially if you're one that was sitting at home. Because of the fact that, that you don't have, DOT requires the last three years to be verified. If you're at home for two years, you just, you don't have much verifications.
0: Right. And, and as companies right now, companies are laying off workers right now.
1: They're starting to be picky again.
0: Well, they have to. They have to lay off workers right now to make up for the cost that they're losing in fuel mm-hmm. and with the rates going down. So that's hurting. I, I There's some articles I have here I can read to you about a driver, uh, a little small company that is laying off in-house or, you know, in, you know, office personnel because he's trying to make up for the loss of revenue and he's doing everything he can to not lose his company. And so this is what's going on in trucking right now. And the tables have really flipped, flipped hard. And I mean that sincerely. So think about this. One of the big things that uh, your owner-operators and your lease operators, where they really hurt themselves. And I was talking to a driver the other day. I'm like, dude, let me ask you a question, man. What kind of surcharge do you get there? He goes, that's one of the questions I failed to ask when I came here because the rates were so good. Nobody was really caring about a fuel surcharge when the the price of fuel was down, so everything was running fine. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is I've talked to a lot of these lease drivers and these owner-operators, and I say, what are you getting for surcharge? And they go, well, it's built in. It's, I get 100% of the surcharge. Okay, well, what's your surcharge each week? Well, I don't know what the surcharge is, but it's built in. That means you just got bullshitted. Mm -hmm. If you're a driver out there and you're driving for a company that says the surcharge is built in and they're not showing you what it is, that means you got kind of hoodwinked. I am kid you not, Ruthann. That's just the truth. No, I agree, I agree. You were BS'd, okay? And I will guarantee you, you're not. You got a one-cent surcharge. (laughs) <laughs> no, but seriously, I'm going to explain. What, what I wanted to do is I wanted to explain. Most people do not understand how fuel surcharge works. Okay. They really don't. I'm going to explain this. No, it's good. This. This, was, this was brought on by, um, I think it was the FMCSA, but here's the rules to the fuel surcharge, how it actually works. Back when fuel was going up in the 90s, Okay, mm-hmm. and it was and it was close to it went over once it went over a dollar. Okay, mm-hmm. when fuel hit this was they they call this the mark when fuel hit a dollar twenty. Mm. They made a rule, and this was back then, and it's changed in different ways. But this is what the DOE goes by. The rule they gave was for every five cents. Above a dollar 20 on the fuel pump, the truck driver will get a one cent surcharge per mile. So that was at five cents. Now, watch this over the years, it's changed to six. Six is now the mark, which means they don't pay as much on the surcharge, but it's still pretty good. Now watch this how this works. Right now, can you pull up the average cost of diesel right now? Is it like $550, $6? I see six bucks too, somebody's saying. But even at $550, let me see here. I'm gonna I'm gonna show everybody how this really works. So for everything over a dollar twenty, every six cents, you're supposed to get a one cent surcharge. Now watch the math on this. Ruth Ann's pulling up the average cost of diesel right now. I'm going to read that. if you don't see any averages I'm just going to go at 5.50.
1: No, it 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 it's it depends on what state you're in. Like Alaska is 5.319 mm-hmm. and then um, California of course is 6.58 and
0: Connecticut 6.40. Let's let's do $6. Let's just say it's $6. Okay, so here's how it works. If the average price of diesel is 6 bucks and we could Say it's five fifty, five eighty. But I just want to show you how the the actual surcharge is supposed to work. So you have your six dollar fuel price, and you subtract the dollar twenty mark from it. That leaves you four dollars and eighty cents. Then you divide that by .06, which is six cents. Okay, okay. Uh-huh. and that comes to eighty cents. So right now, and I know some trucking companies that are paying this. Literally, right now, if you're at 6 bucks a gallon, you should be getting an $0.80 cent surcharge. Now, I'm going to calculate that for you. This is separate from your percent or your mileage rate or whatever they're paying you. So you have $0.80 cents a mile. Okay, let's say you run 3,000 miles, right? Times 3,000, that's $2,400. You should receive separate. See, so basically, the surcharge should be paying for your fuel, it's the truth, mm-hmm. and if you're out there and you're not getting that surcharge check, I'm just talking about that's the twenty-four hundred dollar extra check that right. doesn't include your pay. That's not Wait, the pay. That's
1: not anything to deal with your pay or your per diem or anything.
0: Anything. So let's so so let's say you brought home, or, or let's say you brought home uh, three thousand dollars on a lease, or let's say you brought only twenty-one hundred dollars home. You should get that surcharge check. Okay, and that should almost wash your fuel. Mm-hmm. If, and I think we figured if you're getting seven miles at a gallon right now, you might pay a hundred and eighty bucks out of your pocket for fuel. If you're getting seven point five miles at a gallon, you're probably spending around thirty to forty dollars for the entire week in fuel. That's a huge savings, mm-hmm. which a lot of these guys are not getting. I, I I already know they're not. No, because what's going on is the the. The company's
1: just taking that money and the CEO or whoever it is, is just kind of like sliding that in underneath them.
0: Yeah. Oh, I guarantee you some are getting it. Mm-hmm. So wh- what, what can a driver do about that? Well, let's tell them. Well, let number one, if you're negotiating with the broker yourself, ask for a surcharge, you know, try to try to see if, you know, you can get a little surcharge out of this because a lot of time the shippers are paying it. Mm-hmm. It's the truth. They and the re- broker's keeping it. Somebody's keeping the surcharge. I'm going to tell you that right now. Um, I'll tell you something else. If you are going to move around from company to company, because a lot of drivers right now they're like, "Oh my gosh, I, are you, I was, I'm making half of what I was." Mm-hmm. Find a company that already has their own customers, and I'll tell you why. If you if you find a company with their own cu- their own customers, or their own freight. Some co- some companies produce their own freight, and some companies actually have contracted customers well guess what the difference is there you know exactly what you're getting right their rates don't go down see right now on the spot market the rates are going down if you if you go with a customer or you go with a trucking company that has actual um customers these are negotiated rates Mm -hmm. and they're they're usually locked in for at least two or three years Mm -hmm. so you know maybe maybe on the on the way in ask the customer or ask the the trucking company rather i apologize ask the trucking company right out what what um what is your surcharge that's the the one of the biggest questions you should be asking every trucking company right now what is your fuel surcharge and how do you pay it how do you how do you uh, base your surcharge do you base it off the DOE and and see the all the real that's the national surcharge the really good trucking companies base it off the DOE mm-hmm. i know of a couple of companies that are paying um, if the fuel goes up every eight or nine cents, that means their surcharge check would only be maybe 58 cents or 60 some cents, mm-hmm. meaning they're finding ways to rip the drivers off still, even mm-hmm. though they're collecting the surcharge. And, and some companies... They'll pay 80% to a driver, and they'll pay 80, 80% all the way around and keep 20% of the fuel surcharge for themselves. That surcharge is for, the, for the, the guy paying for the fuel.
1: Yeah, so if the company's paying for the fuel, it's their it's their money. But if you're paying for the fuel, it's your, you know, to where your lease is, is some of them I know, some leases I've heard, they the the company takes care of all that extra stuff, but your check is, is a different mileage rate. But if it's a company that... Um, does not pay for the fuel and you're paying for it that money is yours
0: exactly and here's here's another question to ask a trucking company when you go in ask them who is your customer and how long is the contracts good for because many truck drivers have gone in the door of a trucking company with the promise of all these good customers and it was almost negotiation time Mm -hmm. right for the, the new contracts and guess what they either lost money on it, or guess what? Some other trucking company lowballed it. They got the, they lost their customer. Exactly. They can lose their customer, and then you're back to a trucking company that's fighting for freight now, back on the spot market, possibly. You
1: no, know, you say. You know, do you have your own freight, or do you have dedicated customers? If you have dedicated customers, what what's your your contract terms?
0: Exactly. These, these are really important questions to ask. If you're not asking these questions, I promise you, you're probably in for a, uh, uh, a, uh, a loss, in effect, or, or, or you're probably in, in for what you're going, you're going out of one and into the same. And I hear guys are like, all they're worried about is their percent. What's my percent? What's my percent? Really, what you need to do is really ask is, what are the rates? And what are you, what are you basing your freight on? Who are your customers? And t- explain to me how your surcharge works. Mm-hmm. If a trucking company tells you, oh, it's built in, it's built into the 80%, it's built into the 85%, it's built into the 90%, I promise you, you're getting ripped off. If you yeah, hear be- that.
1: Those- because right now, I mean, I didn't mean to cut you off, Troy, but right That's now, a- if you get 80% is what your pay is, but so much percent of that is the fuel that you're supposed to be getting back. Which is supposed to be on top of that, that means your percent is not eighty. Your percent is like sixty or less. And now they're the, cause they're they're swallowing the rest of it, they're trying to make you think you're getting more, but they're really ripping you off because they're keeping that money.
0: I'll give you an example of how how these lease guys are working right now, the guys in the spot market. Like I said two forty seven was the average freight rate right now. Okay. So let's say a guy runs three thousand miles, right? Mm-hmm. That's $7,410. I believe the average percent is 80% is what these guys are getting. So here's what their gross to the truck would be, $5,928. That's what they would get back. Now, let's say the fuel cost $2,400 for the week. Okay? So minus $2,400. Now you're working off $3,528. Now, that $3,528, you got to take out the rest of the cost, and we'll do that in a second. But you just lost... 40 percent of your gross to the fuel mm-hmm. if you don't have a fuel sur, see if you go with a trucking company that has a fuel surcharge you would get that back mm-hmm. you'd still be all over five thousand dollars working down from there but let's say now let's say the average trucking company is going to charge you let's say well let's just say i don't know let's say 900 bucks for the the payment so nine hundred so thirty-five twenty-eight minus nine hundred dollars, that's your trucking payment, right? That leaves you twenty-six twenty-eight. And now let's just say for the heck of it, with all your insurances, your trailer rental, everything, and your maintenance, which is usually between ten and fourteen cents, okay, which is another four hundred and fifty dollars. Let's just say all of that's about another probably seven, eight hundred dollars. So let's just say minus eight hundred bucks, minus eight hundred dollars. I'm just Rounding, Now you brought home $1,828. Okay. A lot of these companies are doing 1099, 65, 70, 75 cents a mile, 1099. You run 3000 miles. Guess what? You're bringing home two, between two and
1: $2,200
0: without worrying about
1: fuel. No. And here's the thing. You also have to make sure of, and 1099 is really great with a lot of reasons, but you got to remember, you still have to pay the taxes. That's what the 1099 is, is they're not taking the tax portion out for you. You have to do it. And if you end up getting it where you're getting that separate check for your fuel, dump that right in there. You're not missing anything if you're set on that budget of getting whatever you're getting paid on your 1099. You know what I mean?
0: Well, what I was just trying to compare, though, is a guy that was leasing... That his gross was over five grand until it was all chopped out with that mm-hmm. big fuel cost. He's making less than the guy that actually is just coming in as a company driver at, say, 70 cents a mile. Mm-hmm. He runs 3,000 miles. He gets a $2,100 paycheck. The the guy that's leasing getting 80% right now, he's running the risk of not making it. And, and if he doesn't get the miles or he doesn't get the freight, he's making less. Yeah. It, you, really, it's a tough decision right now to be a lease operator mm-hmm. if you're on the spot market. If, you're, if you go to a trucking company that actually has customers, you're at least locked in the rates. Mm -hmm.
1: Exactly. And here's the thing. You could pull up the current gas prices. You can pull up current prices. And if you're a person that drives like, say, a regional run, you already can look and see what your average fuel costs are um, per gallon. So you'll know that. So you could already kind of prepare yourself. I'm doing you know, this regional run that's generally 2,800 miles and um, I go to these states and the average fuel um, let's just say it's 570 so you can already figure out what your approximate fuel surcharge would be
0: right well, and and that's exactly well and, well they should actually know what they're paying at the pump you know i know some companies will give they have like discounts where you're only paying you're, you're getting 10 cents off or 5 cents or 15 cents off that's a royal a, a loyalty reward <laughs> that's it well, yeah but i mean some do i mean i was talking to a company the other day they said what happens is that goes by the spot market also, the fuel discounts. Not talking about the surcharges. I'm talking about the discounts. So the one company was telling me um, this one driver was pissed off at them because he wanted to know what he actually paid for the at the pump, and they're trying to explain to him, well, we don't know until the end of the day that it's negotiated. See, what happens is they negotiate that um, OPEC, and that re- negotiates that stuff every day. So at the end of the day, you don't know really what the trucking company is paying for the fuel, until um, the end of the day, after the rates have been negotiated by the big wigs in the oil industry, and once they've established what what their rate is that day, then the trucking companies know. Okay, we just got a seven cent discount. Okay, tomorrow we might only get a five cent. So each day, but you can still find out what did I actually pay for my fuel. So if you got a ten cent discount on six dollars, then you're paying five ninety, and then so you would you would subtract your dollar twenty. Just remember this: the dollar twenty mark was when fuel surcharge in the United States kicked in years ago. So once fuel went above a dollar 20, they started handing out a surcharge. Once it was 6 cents above that. It was supposed to be 5 but it's now 6. Now once it's above, if you take your calculator and you subtract a dollar 20 from what you paid for fuel for the week. Okay, your average per gallon, subtract that that'll give you what that'll give you a number and then divide 0. 0.06 into it and that will tell you what you should have been paying. Most companies, I think, this past week were paying 73 to $0.74. Cents, but fuel jumped. There was a big jump this mm-hmm. past week. And you know what they blame that on? Hmm. The summer blend. You know how they're switching from winter blend fuel to the summer blend fuel? That's exactly what they were blaming it on this past week. It went up like another $0.30, $0.40. Cents. What would it have anything to do with it? Well, they do that every year. Does it, cause it? So it wouldn't gel? Um, well, I think because of the winter... An additive? Right. The winter blend has allegedly some other chemicals in it, like you said, which
1: doesn't, but that wouldn't make it go up. It should make it go down because you're not having to add the the stuff to, to help.
0: But I don't know. Maybe they put a different chemical. I don't know. All I know is, all I know is when summer comes, which also brings up, brings more drivers, Yeah, more traveling because of traveling and everything. So every year, this is the excuse to actually go and, uh, um, bring the fuel cost up. So, Okay. So moving on, moving on, moving on, moving on, moving on. All right. So let's do a quick sponsor break real fast. We've got the company of national carriers, national carriers is out of the Dallas area and their phone number is 888-311-7076. Ruth and they're looking for student drivers right now. And they're also looking for lease purchase drivers and company over the road drivers. If you want to drive one of those big Kenworth T680s, call NCI at 888-311-7076. And we're also brought to you by driving-tests.org. And that company is guaranteeing that you will pass your CDL. Mm -hmm. How important is that being that we get emails all the time from people that have failed it?
1: I think it's highly important. You're making a huge investment for your career. Why not spend the 50 bucks or $40 that it costs to
0: ensure that you pass? And you know what? I've told, I tell these drivers all the time, it's for 50 bucks. They're guaranteed. I mean, I know you're paying five and $7,000 for your your school, but this this driving-test.org for the extra like little icing, they guarantee that you'll pass Mm -hmm. or your money back. Right. Smart investment. It's worth it. And then we are also brought to you by
1: Camion. Camion's break-even calculator.
0: then at 6 bucks a gallon, you guys better, I mean this sincerely, I don't care if you're J.B. Hunt listening to me or Swift. Go to camion.io uh, forward slash TalkCDL. That's camion, K-A-M-I-O-N dot I-O forward slash c D L and have all your drivers download this. If you're a smart company and you have company drivers, Have your company drivers download this app and start trying to run their truck a little more efficiently. Every penny counts. And I can guarantee you right now, all those pennies that count are going to OPEC and the fuel and the fuel companies. Right. So get some of them pennies back with this free download by Camion. I think that's it on sponsors, right? That's it. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. Moving. I'll tell you what, honestly, trucking, this is just me. I love trucking. But they say you can take every honest person in the trucking industry, and they'd all fit in one room. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? I heard that. It's a. I mean, I hear people all the time that get into the industry, and they, you just don't realize trucking itself for everybody. And we've all been in trucking, you guys and gals that are listening to me. But there's some people that are just getting into, and they're probably agreeing. They, you know, you don't really know what you're getting into when you come into trucking. It hits you as a truck driver from every angle. Mm-hmm. It really. There's so much stress. Do you know the stress in trucking? Honestly, I, we're, we're going to do a podcast on trucking and stress, but we're not going to do that now. But there's so much stress that f- falls on the truck driver and their family. And, you know, on top of all that, you don't even get to see your family. So
1: no. yeah, no, you don't.
0: You know, and I know a lot of companies bitch about, trucking comp- about truck drivers. You know, a lot of them do. Mm-hmm. They really do. They bitch about truck drivers because truck drivers are ornery. You know what I mean? And, you know, they don't take shit and all this other stuff. And a lot of, a lot of companies, I've talked to them and they kind of whine about truck, truck drivers, you know, not, you know, the way they act. And there are a lot of bad ones, but there's also a lot of good ones. But you know what, when, when you're a truck driver and you're away from your home and then you got to put up with the crap that truck drivers have to put up with, you're going to be ornery too. You're get, You're yeah. going to get ornery.
1: I, I agree. I agree. You should. And I think it takes a special person to be a truck driver.
0: And, and and you know something else. And we'll we'll be talking about this on the podcast on the next podcast rather. But it takes a special woman to be married to a truck driver. Yes it does. It really does. It does. So anyways, Miss Ruth Ann, who brightens up the show. It's my spunky personality. That's your job, spunky. <laughs> we, maybe we'll start calling you spunky. I'll be like this is Troy with Taxi DLN, spunky. Mm. <laughs> So, well, I've been called worse. You know. <laughs> so, do you uh, have the word of the day for us? I do. Actually, don't you have an interesting fact today? I do. You, I have. You were mentioning it to me earlier. I'm like, you know what? That'd be a kind of an interesting fact. What was it about Pop Tarts or something? I'm kidding. What was yeah. it about?
1: It was. Yeah. Um, by the way, I like Pop Tarts. He does. Um, it was when the uh, first knock knock, knock knock jokes came about.
0: So the first knock knock jokes. What was there a, a year on that when they came? Well, it was. It was. Let's
1: just put it this way. It was prior to 1930. So, so it, was, it, it was in modern English. So in modern English... What, let me rephrase that. Modern English wouldn't support it at the time because it's back when William Shakespeare was around. So what happened was, is during one of his plays...
0: Right. Who's William Shakespeare's play?
1: Yeah, William, Sh- William Shakespeare. Everybody that ever had gone to school had to do some kind of Shakespeare, and everybody knows who Shakespeare is.
0: Right? Did Shakespeare actually do a knock knock joke?
1: Well, knock in, knock. In one of his, in one of the plays, in Macbeth, there's a uh, uh, time in Macbeth. It was actually in Act Two, Scene Three of Macbeth, when um, the title character was being tortured, and he had just killed. King Duncan, known as the porter scene. So during this scene, because, you know, plays were done by acts and scenes, not like a movie is. During this time frame, the porter happened to be drunken, and they also called him a gatekeeper. And during his little fit of being drunk on, I guess probably fermented, you know, some wine or whatever it was at the time. this is the gatekeeper? Yeah. Um, He heard a distant knocking on the gate. And um, he was pretending then that, because this whole torture scene was just going on, he pretended that he was the porter of Hellgate, right? So he said, knock, 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 who's there? Um, Adding a bit of comic relief to the torture scene, right? You know, we have it now. People will do it, you know, like if they're doing torturing things. And anyways, I'm getting looked at really funky. So anyways, so that was his little bit of comic relief. And then they did another scene again where he he did another little bit of a knock-knock reference. Nothing like it is today, but in the 1930s, the modern knock-knock joke actually started coming out and being caught on as the knock-knock who's there and then a little bit of the joke would be in there. So it kind of, you know, about 400 years span where the first knock-knock joke came out. Knock-knock. Who's there? Ty. Ty who?
0: Time to move on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you suck.
0: <laughs> I, I just thought that went up. <laughs> uh,
1: we noticed that, didn't we, everyone?
0: That, that was an interesting an interesting thing, that actually the knock-knock joke started with Shakespeare. In it's Macbeth.
1: Kinda, mm-hmm. That's pretty kind of cool. During the, the torture scene when the porter was uh, at Hellgate, really? so Act wow. 2, Scene 3. So everybody can just go and Google it real quick, because I'm sure at one point or another it will be in there, and you can see what, the, what they, the people believe was the first knock-knock joke come out.
0: Yeah, I got something on my mind that's not non-truck-checking re- related. It's just a, for the heck of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know we had a, a friend, a sister in the Lord, uh, go in the hospital this past week, mm-hmm. and she her arms went numb, and she couldn't stand all this stuff. They mm-hmm. rush her to the hospital. Um, all night there, they send her home, and the it's like ninety nine percent the same result. We don't know what was wrong with you. We don't know. Mm-hmm. We we it could be this. We they did all kind of tests, but they don't know. Mm-hmm. The the reason that I'm bringing this up because somebody we were talking about this the other day. Somebody said, you know, but they're still going to bill her. Mm-hmm. If you took your car. To a, a mechanic and they couldn't fix it, you don't get you don't get billed. You, you understand that? If you take your car to a mechanic and they can't fix it, you don't get billed. If you take your vacuum cleaner to a, a repairman and he can't fix it, they, they're not going to charge you because they, they, you're not getting it back fixed. You know, most services in the in the world, you take it to them. There may be a surcharge. Yeah, or that so, sometimes they do like a little service a little fee. service charge, but. The hospital still bills you like five billion dollars. Yeah, the full prices
1: of everything, as if you yeah, were fixed.
0: Exactly, like you did nothing for me. You fixed nothing, mm-hmm. but yet you're going to rape me now.
1: And I didn't have a comfortable bed, a sloppy pillow, and my food was really. And blah. I laid
0: there with freaking needles in me, and and, mm-hmm. and and with a gown on, everybody looking at my. I was
1: woken up every hour and a half for my blood pressure.
0: Yeah, that's the 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 whole the actual point that I wanted to make that most people can relate to. How many people do you know that went to a hospital, went to a doctor over chest pains or this pain or that pain, and that the end result is, well, we just don't know what it is. But here's a bill. Here's a bill that's going to make you your insurance company choke, or you choke one of the two. I just thought I would mention that. Maybe we're all in the same boat. It kind of pissed me off when I seen that the other night. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. Okay. Word of the day.
1: Word of the day by Word Genius. Word Genius. Yes. And I'm going to tell you, it's a funny. It's 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 a funny word. I'm just gonna let you know that. Ready? Let's hear it.
0: Fartlick. Wait, wait. Say that again.
1: Fartlick. Fart lick? Yeah, I'm not saying it. It's it's the computer saying it. It's them. She's lying. It's her. Okay, I am no, not. No, it's not her. Ready? Yeah. Fartlick. Fart lick. Well, like, F-A-R-T-L-E-K.
0: But it's pronounced fart Lick. Yeah. yeah. Fartlick. Fartlick. Mm-hmm. I mean, you want me to guess at it?
1: No, I, I'm, I'm honestly...
0: You don't want me to guess at this No, <laughs>
1: no, I don't. So I'm just going to go ahead and get all of y'all's minds out the gutter. What, what is and it? And I'm going to tell you what the word is. First of all, it's Swedish.
0: Okay, okay. then bad Swedes.
1: The Swedish, and it was actually came about in like the 1940s. Go ahead. A system of training for distant runners in which the terrain and pace are continually varied to eliminate boredom and enhance psychological aspects of conditioning. I never will fart lick.
0: Okay, (laughs) give me fart lick in a sentence. As the marathon
1: approached, Angie switched to fart lick training to prepare herself for the extended distance. Eric does long fart lick runs on Sundays to keep his training routine
0: varied. Eric does fart licks? Is that what you (laughs) said? I know, right? (laughs) Eric, you're bad. We're out of here. Peace. Peace, praise the Lord.